Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. Sorry, Bob Ball, that's not what Joe Caruso. We vetoed that last episode. Uh, <laughs> but my name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of that information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, as we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Jeff. Hello, this is Jeff Bogue. This is the Jeff Bogue. This is my friend, Jeff Bogue, my, my pastor, Jeff Bogue. Ah, look how you being all nice. Yeah, my boss, Jeff Bogue. There it's you all go. Good. <laughs> now, now we're back on track. <laughs> uh, so good. You're the, you're the guy that uh, made my wedding official. It's all kinds of things. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I did. You know, there was a streak there for a while uh, where all everybody on staff, I was, so I married Ezra and Michelle, you and Mandy, Tony and Jessica, Ryan and Lori, um, I'd have to I'd have to think, but but there was a streak like I was doing all these weddings and Pre-mar- I'm, I'm in all those fo- premarital and then all those photos. Yeah, premarital was not how to have a healthy marriage. Premarital was so how do you want to work at Grace Church? It was a great staff recruiting pro- tool. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, Jeff, we're going to be diving into another um, listener submitted question today. Um, and this listener says, I would love to hear about what happens to Christians and believers when we die. Uh, they recently had a conversation with a family member who's Catholic and believes in purgatory. Uh, they got to looking more into this and would love to hear our insight uh, into this question. So biblically, this is still their question. They don't believe that purgatory stands, um, but we do enter immediately into an intermediate state until we receive a glorified and resurrected body at Christ's return. Question mark. They're like trying to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, I know the Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Does that mean that we go to heaven immediately when we die, or are we just somehow closer to his presence while not quite in heaven yet? Would love to hear, Jeff, uh, what you got on this deep and sometimes confusing topic. Well, thanks for asking a shallow one. Absolutely. Um, this is a great thing at 4.15 in the afternoon to wrap my <laughs> head around, so I can only thank our listener enough. No, it's a, it's a fantastic question. Um, so what happens, so let's start with when we die, and then what happens in heaven and, and those kind of things. So um, that passage we get from the Apostle Paul that says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, we also get from him uh, his writing in Corinthians, which says that uh, when we die, we put this tent. He uses the 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 metaphor of a tent. Mm-hmm. We put the tent away, and he says, "I love I love this sentence, by the way." But he says, "So that what is mortal is swallowed up by life, yeah. and it's God Himself who created us for that that very purpose." I, I love that phrase. So the Bible definitely teaches that we are eternal beings. Um, we do not become eternal beings when we accept Christ. We are born as eternal beings. So every human being has an eternity. Yeah. Um, what the Scripture says is that eternity is going to be directed in one or two directions. It's going to be directed toward a life with God, um, and we call that heaven, or a life without God, and we would call that hell or destruction, right, uh, where our life is destroyed. So uh, we are most certainly eternal beings, and we are eternal beings now. 
when I accept Christ, my eternal life with God begins when I accept Christ. It doesn't begin when I die. So I'm walking in the Spirit. I'm living by the Spirit. I'm in in relationship and unity with Christ. When I die, this is one of the most my favorite things to think about. When when people when Christ followers die, they don't they no longer need faith. Mm. So isn't that cool? Like I think about that all the time with my friends that have you know we've done their funerals or my parents or whoever we're talking about. Like my mom does not walk by faith anymore because mm-hmm. she's with the Lord. She walks by sight now. Yeah. So that is that perfect unity with the Lord. There's no sin. There's no toils of life. There's no lack of imagination, and there there's no uh, veil that separates. That we the 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 scripture says we see what but with a dim reflection. So all that, like, I put my my uh, glasses on, I can see clearly now, because mortality is what makes makes uh, our life that we're actually created for hard to understand, right? So when a human being dies, um, if they're in Christ, their their body, their tent goes into the ground, and their um, their soul goes into the presence of God, right? So we, at Grace Church, we also would not believe in purgatory. Mm -hmm. So purgatory is this holding place where you're perfected and refined and you kind of get out of it. We would say Christ did all of that for us when we um, accepted him. So by his grace and his mercy, we are sanctified, we're justified, we're made right with God. So we're as right with God because because of Jesus Christ as as we can be with God. So for the believer, like I believe when a believer dies, they wake up and they wake up in the presence of God. Mm. And uh, and they know that they're in the presence of God and they experience the presence of God, but their body is still here on earth. So what what is that like? When we think about heaven, the only thing that, the only parts of heaven that we get are glimpses. So the Bible does not give us like this, soup to nuts description and definition of of how heaven is. So the Bible will give us glimpses. So the Bible says that heaven is like our uh, our father's house. Yeah. So it's God's house. And Jesus said this, in my father's house are many rooms and I'm preparing a place for you and uh where I go you're you're going to be there too when when you die. So heaven is a place that uh is guaranteed for the believer because we're sealed with the Holy Spirit acting as a deposit Mm -hmm. as our as our place in heaven so when I accept Christ I put my deposit down I got a place held for me heaven is a place that's prepared for me Um, what does that mean I don't know Uh, and the Bible doesn't say. So we like to imagine, like, you know, I bet you're just going to have Ohio State all over it, Jeff. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you know, not Michigan, <laughs> for sure. But, like, I I don't know, and I doubt it. You know, I doubt yep. that uh, football is real high on God's priorities. Um, so what does it mean that it's a room? What does it mean that it's prepared for me? I don't know. We know that heaven has walls. We know that it has gates. We know that it has streets of gold. Um, what that tells me is that heaven, th- we, would, we would think of that as heaven as a capital of a kingdom. 
is maybe a way to describe it. It's not what the Bible says. I'm just trying to paint a picture here. So I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. If you thought about the capital of a kingdom, uh, we know that there's a throne and a throne room in heaven. Uh, So think about the, the king's palace. Think about a throne room and the room that is the father's house. So what that's saying to me is I am welcomed into the presence of God. I'm I'm abiding with God. I'm living with Him, and I'm in a a real place where God is right now. And that place is my home, and that place is where I belong. Mm. How does all that work, and what does all that play out? I I don't know, and the Bible doesn't say fully. Uh, I'm real confident we're not going to be baby angels with wings and harps. Or that we will be angels at all. <clears throat> right, because we're not, human beings are not angels. Yep. Um, and I'm real confident that heaven is not whatever you enjoyed on earth eternally. Yep. So I don't think I'm going to mow my grass forever and have, you know, kind of thing. The Bible gives us glimpses, though. The Bible says that we're going to worship Christ in heaven. Now that sounds odd to us and weird to us because we think about that as a church service. Right. But remember, we have but a dim reflection. Mm-hmm. So what is that exactly? I don't know. We have descriptions of the throne room of God where the cherubim, the angels are singing, worshiping God. We have descriptions of it. Uh, the Bible says that there will not be, uh, there will be no sting of death in heaven. So we won't be grieving. We won't look backwards uh, with regret. Uh, the heaven is a place of perfection, so that means that there's no sin mm-hmm. in our eternal state. Um, heaven is a place where our needs are completely fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no marriage in heaven. So marriage is a dim reflection of God's love for the church and the church's love for God. That reflection is not necessary when, when we're, we're, we don't have to imagine it or enact it anymore, teach it to other people because we're in heaven. Uh, People have asked me, um, will I recognize my loved ones in heaven? I think you will, uh, because I think our individuality is in, is eternal because Mm -hmm. we were, this is, because we were fearfully and wonderfully made and knit together in our mother's womb. And Mm -hmm. God knew us, he foreknew us, or he knew us before we were created, before the foundations of the earth were laid. So... I believe when I get to heaven, I will recognize my father. I will recognize my mother. I'll recognize my brother. Um, but I won't need them, right? So if, I, if, my, if my dad was alive and I walked into the room, I would need him to respond to me a certain way, right. even as an adult. Uh-huh. I don't, all those needs now are met, perfectly uh-huh. met by God. They're, my dad meeting those or playing that God role in my life is a dim reflection, mm-hmm. and it points me toward God. People ask me a lot, are, well, my do- do dogs go to heaven, cats go to heaven, and I'm like, not yours. They'll say, is my dog in heaven? I'll be like, there's dogs in heaven, but not yours. Mm-hmm. Um, because human beings are the only part of creation that have a soul. So animals, I love my dog. He's great. He does not have a soul. So when my dog dies like a tree or like grass, he ceased to exist, right? Yep. Um, so I can have great memories. I appreciate the dog. 
my dog loves me, your dog doesn't love you, he, your dog has an instinct, and you enjoy that with that animal, it's great. I, I, I love Chief. Mm-hmm. And when big old Chiefy boy dies, I'll shed a tear. Well, I'm not going to see him in heaven. But I do believe that all of creation will be represented in heaven mm-hmm. because creation reflects the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So will there be dogs and cats and horses and blah, blah? Yes. But it will be like the Garden of Eden where creation does not turn on itself. The lion and the lamb will lay down mm-hmm. with each other, right? So, like, we know those things. Um, and and that's... I could go on, but it's the bulk of what we know. I don't believe people die and spend 93 minutes in heaven. Um, I I don't agree with uh, people who say they have this unique vision from God. Uh, That's never happened before that way in human history, and it only happened when you could write a book and sell it and make money (laughs) off of it. So I I just don't agree with that. Sure. but I do believe it's a it's a wonderful place. It's a place of peace. It's a place that we want to go, and it's a place that we will um, live in perfect unity with God. Yeah. The other thing that I think is um, important with heaven is that in heaven, your loved ones who are there um, live in God's time frame, not ours. And and one of the things I remember talking to my dad about this when he was dying. Um, I asked dad. Once I said, Dad, are you ready to die? Are you ready to be with the Lord? He goes, I am. He goes, he said, but I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. And I said, uh, this was me comforting him. I said, actually, Dad, you're not going to miss me. Because the Bible says that uh, a day to the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. So my dad died um, about, uh, oh, about 10, about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And if a thousand years is like a day to the Lord was 15 years. And I told dad, I said, pop, if I live to be a hundred, you're going to be in the presence of Jesus, turn around and say, what are you doing here? Uh You know? So it's comforting. My loved ones don't miss me. I miss them. Sure. Yep. They are not my guardian angels. Uh, they do not interact with me. Uh, but they impacted my life. I love them. I still feel loved by them, and I miss them. But they are safe, and they are content, and they are enamored and blown away by God. Yeah. Now, what the Bible says is interesting then. So people who are in heaven right now are there in spirit is the easiest way to explain it. There is a time in which the Bible says that our spirit and our physical body is going to be reunited. And that time is at the at the end of time, or what we sometimes refer to as the rapture or the taking up of the church. So mm-hmm. the Bible says that there is a time coming when Jesus is going to return. And when he returns, the Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm -hmm. Now, we have no idea between the dead rising first and like the living going to be with the Lord. All we know is that the Lord's going to return in the twinkling of an eye. But the Bible uses that phrase that the dead in Christ will rise first. And what, what I believe the Bible is saying 
is that our physical bodies, the Apostle Paul talks a lot about this resurrection, our physical bodies are going to be raised from the dead, we're going to be reunited with our soul, and our body's going to be glorified. So this is what happened to Jesus. Yep. Jesus uh, uh, was buried. He went, he preached, set the captives free. His spirit and his body were reconnected, and then Jesus physically rose from the dead. He ate. He talked. Uh, Thomas felt his wounds, but his body was glorified. He also, like, went through a locked door. He also ascended back to heaven. That's why I believe we'll recognize each other in heaven. But actually, this body of mine, perfectly healed, perfectly glorified, is eternal in nature. I'm going to use this thing even after I put the tent away. Mm -hmm. And just as God created Adam from dust, he'll recreate my body, and I'm going to, I'm going to exist in this body uh, for all of eternity. It won't hunger. Mm -hmm. It won't thirst. It won't be tired. It won't wear out. It won't get old. It won't get tendonitis in my <laughs> elbow, right? Um, but it's going to be the vehicle in which I go through, go through eternity with. Yeah. You said so many really fun things in there. I love that you brought up the dim reflection thing, and I, I love how important it is to see the God positivity in that and not the, like, the pale negativity that could be heard because, you know, it's like, oh, this is just a dim reflection. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, take your brightest flashlight, but go take it out in the sunniest of days. You can barely tell that flashlight's on. It's like, yeah. no matter what wonder and depth of love and engagement you had with your dad or my mom or whomever's already up there in heaven, what we are going to experience in heaven, that wonder is that pale flashlight trying to shine against the sun. Yeah. The the glory and the wonder of God and what he's setting up for eternity will be so much more. And and that's why, um, like you mentioned, the um, that we won't have sin anymore. I, we can't just let that roll on by. Like, oh, we're not going to sin anymore. It's like, that's why we need Jesus so much. Because if if sin was even a little bit allowed into heaven, how long would it take before we're right back into the mess that we're in right now? Yeah. Like Jesus is healing and redeeming what we know as reality and saying that is no more. Yeah. Now you get to experience through my sacrifice, through my life, what was always meant to be. That stuff gets, you can't tell, I'm getting excited about it. It's yeah. so fun. And, and you can go, and I would encourage people that that is the reality of heaven. That is what we know. I, I think there's times that the Bible is silent mm. because uh, God chose to be silent and because it would be distracting. Yep. And so we could go, I mean, I, we could exclaborate, uh, ex uh, ex what's the word I'm saying? Exclap. <laughs> Why am I having trouble with words today, Joe? I don't know, but... Um, extrapolate, extrapolate is what I'm trying to say. thank you. Uh, I could extrapolate out as far as I wanted to. We could start talking about eschatology and end times and the millennial kingdom. and the. I'm like, the point of heaven for this discussion is it's a place of hope. Mm -hmm. It's a place of reward. It's a place of rest. Um, I always say, uh, you know, people say you need to take it easy in life. Life's a marathon. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a sprint. The Bible says, Bible says that life's a vapor. Uh, 
So life's a sprint. You rest in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for, right? So my my uh, investment of my life is full on all the time. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I rest my body and my soul is because it's mortal. Mm-hmm. It, it like I'm tired, so I can't stay extrapolate <laughs> right yeah and and uh, not ironically that's just a filler word <laughs> but like you're not um negating like concepts of sabbath nope what you're saying is is like no even the intentionality of sabbath is built into my intentional life for the lord while i'm here that's right i have to manage my humanity mm-hmm. but i don't live for self this right. is this is why um, if you ever want to do another podcast on the whole concept of retirement and get me fired up, mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll be willing to do that with you. But there's no biblical concept of retirement uh, anywhere in the Bible, um, and and this the, the whole basic idea that I worked my whole life and now I deserve to sit and do nothing. I'm like that's crazy. If you worked your whole life and God blessed you enough to to give you finances that you don't have to have a vocation anymore, now you can really serve Jesus. Yeah, that was a good teaser for an episode. There you up. go, yeah. <laughs> so but, so thinking of heaven that way, um, heaven is a place where God resides, Jesus is in the right hand of the Father in heaven, the saints before us are in heaven. I do believe, I don't believe that there are guardian angels. I do believe that they are what the Bible calls a great cloud of witnesses, and they cheer for us, the church, as we follow God and serve him in righteousness, Um, because they're looking and saying, you guys have no idea how worth it this is. Like, like, oh, good job passing on that, because this is going to, it's a place of reward, so we're going to be judged and at the end of time and rewarded at the end of time. And that's all tied to heaven Mm -hmm. and the eternal kingdom. That's what I'm saying. Like this can bleed over into massive conversations, but I feel, I feel strongly that when, when that happens, um, we get distracted from the point and that's why God was silent on it. He gives us bearing. He gives us hope. He gives us assurance he actually does not give us mammoth detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so heaven is something that uh, we can describe, but I can't dictate what it is because the Bible doesn't give me that. I get to, uh, every once in a while, take my family on vacation. My daughter is seven. She's wonderful. And honestly, her mind, I feel like, is a couple years even ahead of seven. But, like, I don't give her all the details of what we're doing on vacation. She won't do her schoolwork. She won't do her chores around the house. All she'll talk about is vacation. I'm like, actually, she just trusts that I heard we're going on vacation this fall. I'm like, yep, it's going to be great. And she does look forward to it. Sometimes it's motivating. But if I give her so much detail, it paralyzes her in day-to-day life, I've done her a disservice. Yeah. And I think comparatively, God's like, I could blow your mortal minds. Yep. On what this is going to be like, but that's not the point right now. <laughs> the the point is, it's worth it. The point is, your loved one is safe. Mm-hmm. That's the point. There was an old saying; uh, it's kind of old fashioned now, but people used to say, "Don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good." Mm. And <laughs> and heaven is a place that we're to know and to look forward to and to anticipate and to trust. We got a job. Our job is to help other people get there. 
it's not to sit down and manufacture theories about what it is or it isn't. Mm, that's really, really good. Well, thanks, Jeff, for walking us through that. And um, as much as we can get more and more detail from that as we kind of look at those passages that to talk about this, as Jeff mentioned, we can't have all of our questions answered. And by God's grace, that's on purpose. Um, boy, there's a side of me that wants to tell a Michigan joke right now. Uh, did you hear that when Bo Schembechler died, what happened to him? Yeah. Um, uh, who was the Michigan guy? Well, Bo Schembechler. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes to heaven, and he is introduced to where he's going to be staying, and it's got Michigan stuff everywhere. And yeah. it's like laid out, big M on the front lawn, and, you know, the flags waving and everything. But then he looks over at the hill, and there's just like – it's house like, is like 20 times the size of his. It's, it's got God's the big, house. It's got the big block. Oh, that's right. He says, why does Woody Hayes have that house? He goes, no, 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 no. That's God's house. That's not, God's yeah, house. So, that's right. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, to tank the end of this episode, we, uh, <laughs> we bless those Ohio State fans. But all right. Well, anyway, if you have questions that you'd like to submit, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, or maybe this topic is pretty fresh for you in your life. If you can uh, offer counsel, if we can offer time to pray, we would love to do that as well. If there's, uh, if you like more of what you're hearing, you can always subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a church community, you can always join us here at Grace. Well, thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.